Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. My name is Misty Jane, and I am a money coach for hairstylists. I help self-motivated stylists get their financial shit together, creating healthy relationships with money, opening up more options for the future, and eliminating that paycheck-to-paycheck life. I created Backroom Beauty Talks because I wanted to bring real, raw, and unedited conversations to you, uplifting the beauty industry one stylist at a time. Hello there, friends. Today I am talking with my friend, Sonia. Sonia is a salon owner in Madison, Wisconsin, and she is my hair show partner in crime. Um, if, <laughs> if you ever see us together, we're probably somewhere cracking up about <laughs> something stupid, and uh, we want to hang out with you because that's just kind of the people that we are. But today we are going to talk about, um, she opened a salon within like six weeks of the first lockdown. So we're talking a little bit just about how that felt and the mindset around it and how she overcame all the obstacles. Um, And I just very much enjoy speaking with my friends about these type of things because um, for you guys, you get kind of the real inside deal on... um, you know, the the real conversations and, and the non-sugar-coated side of things in this industry. So um, please enjoy. Hello, Sonia. You know I'm excited to talk to you today. <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you today. Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. This is your first interview, huh? Um, yeah. With me. Well, with you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell the people listening who you are. I am Sonia Frederick. I'm a hairstylist behind the chair, and I also own Aura Collective uh, Salon in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, the salon. When did you open? I opened, it was a year ago, um, February of 2020. <laughs> like 2020. I feel like 20, anytime I hear 2020, I just hear like, dun, dun, dun. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So talk to me a little bit about that because you opened what a month before the lockdowns? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I opened February 1st, um, 2020. Things were good. Um, I have a rental salon, so there's two other stylists with me. And um I had but I already had a clientele built up and everything, and I just basically moved a few blocks down the street from where I was working before. Um, so it wasn't that crazy, but it was my first salon and I, we just crammed to get everything finished cause we had to do the whole build out and everything. And, but that was great. Things were busy. Good. Um, and then everything March, everything kind of started getting weird. <laughs> um, weird is an understatement. Yeah. Slowly. It was like, okay, what's happening. Okay. More things are you hear these more cases of COVID-19 and different things. And, and then, um, yeah, it started like the second, I think I want to say the second week in March, I would have like a few cancellations during the week, just like one or two, like a haircut or something. So I was still booked. I mean, I was still busy. It wasn't affecting money wise. There was just like a little haircut gap here and whatever. And same for the other stylists. They were having a few people cancel because they were unsure of what was, you know, I don't know. Um, and so that kept happening. And then more and more stuff like that. And then I remember just like 
oh, the NBA announced that, you know, that's being canceled. And it was like, what? What? And then it was. And then Disney was closing, which was like. You know, far more stuff started. Yeah. Everything just like exploded with like one thing after another, after another, after another. It was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? What's happening? What is, what's happening? And then more people were less, you know, canceling, but st- still people were coming in too. And it was just like, okay, uh, I don't know. And then it was a Friday. I had my last client of the day and one of the girls had left before me. And all of a sudden I look at my message on my phone and it said, uh, the salons are clo- have to close today by 5 p.m. or something. And I'm like, what? And yeah, they announced, you know, it was on they Sunday. Don't even, they didn't even give you like a 24-hour. No, it wasn't even a 24-hour notice. It was at like 2 p.m. that day. They said that we had to close by 5 or 5.30, something like that. I'm like, I guarantee there are people are still working till who knows whatever at the salon. But I was done at 5 or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, uh, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> like, what? I was in very big shock. And um, I had taken that Saturday off. So I wasn't going to work anyways. But then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go home and have some drinks. And... <laughs> I'm not really sure what's going on. Basically so, what everyone did is just go home and yeah. drown in their sorrows. Yeah, yeah. So you, you've got a brand new salon. So you've mm-hmm. got all the stress of opening your first, essentially yeah. like brick and mortar business. Yes. And then um, you have to shut it, down. New everything, paid, you know, all, everything's new. Um, yeah. <laughs> so at that point, what what's going through your head at that point? I mean- I was just, I, I was just, I didn't even, I was just in shock kind of. And like, I can't, I don't even know what to do. I had been in such a hustle mode because we, I got my lease in November. And so we started doing immediately. So it was like working at the salon and my husband did a lot of the work. He's a plumber and he contracted all the other people too. Um, so it was like, work, work, work. We're both working our regular jobs. And then after work, we'd come there and do stuff too. And so it was like extra hustle, you know, and, uh, it was the busy time for us stylists too, being December. Then after that, um, and then just working there any extra time I was, I would go to the salon right after I was at the salon. (laughs) Um, so we were there all the time. And then towards the last, you know, the last part of it, we were there on the weekends, you know, just trying to get everything finished and done. So it was super hustle mode, you know, and then now all of a sudden I can't work at all. Like, right. I have nothing to do that I'm supposed to do. And my kids school had just got called off. So they're at home and I'm at home and I'm just like, what just happened with my life? <laughs> what was going through your head at that point? Because I remember thinking, what the fuck? Like, like, yeah, I know for me, like we, my husband and I, anytime we ever had, if somebody lost their job conversations, it was always him. Like mm. it was never me. Like I'm a hairstylist right. I can work anywhere. Like yeah, can work anywhere. We and it was almost like a slap in the face. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like we could work somewhere, even if we didn't want to work there, but we could get a job somewhere and make right. money. Um, it might not be our favorite place to work, but we could work anywhere and we could start making money. Yeah. It was like the first time in our careers that it was like, wait you can't work you're not allowed (laughs) yeah Yeah. like my license might get taken away if I'm seen do you know if I do hair yeah um yeah I was just I I couldn't believe it and then when it was like okay I can't go to work I I was very depressed like super sad I that Saturday I watched some channel on like some pet whatever channel of puppies and kittens like <laughs> I'm serious they were like puppies and kittens playing around and I just laid there on the couch for like three hours and and just watched puppies and kittens because I didn't like I don't know what to do it made me feel a little what I, I just I just was like well now what there's no point there's no point I was so excited to open my own place so excited you know had been working towards this thing for so long working 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 and then it was going, going, and then it just got all like pulled out from under me. It was just the weirdest feeling. Yeah. I mean, I know I like hopelessness. Right. 
Well, the validation got taken away, right? Like our purpose yeah. got taken away. Yeah. Oh yeah. My purpose for sure. Yeah. And I yeah. think that was, that was a weird feeling. Cause again, it's like, yeah, very weird feeling. Yeah. I mean, we, so for, if you're listening, so Sonia and I have been friends now for, I guess like three years. Um, yeah. she is my hair show, hair love, um, friends. She like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to explain our friendship. We're yeah. fun though. That's all I'm saying. We're a lot of fun. We're fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, we, we've seen each other's struggles in various ways through conversation, right? Like, yeah. um, through classes and through, uh, all the vulnerability that we, you know, do at these retreats and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, it, it's hard to see what 2020 did for people. Yeah. Yeah. It just made it, what did you learn from it? Cause everyone learned something. Um, well, well, I definitely learned that. Like, I mean, I like to work. I like to leave my house every day and have a purpose. I mean, I have children and I love them and they're a great part of my life, but they're older. And it's not like, like if they were little, like they need you every day to take to keep them alive and take care of them you know they couldn't do whatever without you since they're older they can get up and make themselves breakfast and get dressed and go along and do stuff they don't physically need me so when I was at home there with them I still felt useless um because I wasn't doing anything like my job fulfills me it makes me feel like a good person it is what I should be doing is what I need to do to stay happy. Um, I love my job. It's great. It's, it makes me very happy to go to work. <laughs> um, I like to leave the house. I, I am not a homebody. Don't get me wrong. I definitely like to have downtime and recharge and rest and whatever, but like, I like to go out and do stuff and meet people and talk to people and interact. That brings me joy and happiness. Um, so yeah, I, um, I'm a doer. <laughs> um, I like to relax and all that too, but it, yeah, I need to go and do things for sure. Um, it's funny when you lose side of my house and my family. Right. Well, it's funny when you lose conversation. Cause like, for me, it was like, yeah. I, I'm not one to like talk on the phone usually like, no, like pre COVID, like, mm -hmm. if, like somebody called me, it's better be an emergency or you're pregnant or something. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not answering that, but like once I was shut down, you know, we spend our days conversating with people that we love and people that we yeah. like, you know, our clients. Yeah. And when that was taken away, it was like my phone would ring and I would like, I would chat anyone up for an hour. Like, I was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I know. Yeah. I, I don't remember when the first time it was, we reached out to each other, but I remember, you know, we probably threw some DMs and whatever, and then FaceTimed a couple times. Then we FaceTimed or whatever. And it was just like, oh, I needed that so bad. Like, so bad. Um, my husband is great. My children are great. My friends are great. But nobody felt exactly the way, knew how I felt than other hairstylists. Exactly. Um, and so talking to you and some of the other girls in our community, like, just was so what I needed. I don't know what, it, seriously, I don't know what I would have done otherwise, because I just needed that, that you know how I'm feeling, you know, there are other people that had businesses, but it was different businesses um, that weren't affected, maybe exactly the same and, and affected differently too. But I had friends that had like an exercise business or whatnot. Um, and that was different. Um, you know, we were in different spaces, or whatever, and we could, you know, understand how we're feeling of being shut down, but not exactly the way that uh I guess other hairstylists because I don't know we have a unique job <laughs> right now now you're obviously you're open um do you also yeah. have other restrictions um we do still have some restrictions I mean you still obviously have to wear a mask um you're supposed to be six feet apart um stations uh and shampoo bowls and I believe, yeah, there hasn't been a change on it. It's been kind of the same for a while. We had some changes for like the restaurant industry and stuff, just went to 50%. Um, but 
you're technically not supposed to have uh, waiting people in the waiting room in your waiting area still. So you still and, can't have that? Um, yeah, it hasn't been changed. I mean, I <laughs> if you're, <laughs> it hasn't technically been written and been changed. Right. Yeah. Well, what do you feel? How do you feel like your business? Do you feel like it's changed? Like, do you feel like you've yeah. lost clients? Do you feel like um, you've... I definitely, well, I have just been in the past month hearing and getting messages from clients that are like, they'll leave a note. I booked my, I haven't seen you in a year. Excited. Like older clients that they're like, I'm, I've got one, um, I'm vaccinated now or got one shot or whatever. And now they're coming. They're so people are getting more comfortable. Yes. But there are people that I've been seeing and new clients. I've had a lot of new clients um, that took places of old clients that um, didn't come back or they were spacing out their appointments. They weren't as coming as regularly as they used to. So it's going to be interesting because I'm busy and now more people, now I have other new clients that are now more regular clients and then old, old you know, clients that haven't been coming in. So it's, it's getting very busy for me, um, which is good. Yeah, it's great. Well, you hear kind of both right now. Like I hear stylists who are extremely busy, like it never happened. And then I hear of stylists that are just struggling. What do you think the difference is? Like, what do you think the struggling clients maybe, you know, wh where, why do you think that is? Uh, that uh, stylists are struggling with clients. Um, or just no. why is there such a, a hard line of like one or the other, it seems. I don't know. Um, maybe I feel fortunate to have, um, been able to control my space through this whole situation. I'm glad I wouldn't have wanted to be in my other space, just a renter and not having full control over my salon or the area that I'm working in. Um, because I could make the rules. I mean, obviously I'm following all the rules of my state, but like I'm enforcing them, you know, I'm making sure people aren't coming in without a mask on their face before I open the door. I'm, you know, I'm not tolerating um, things that maybe other people might not because um, it's my space and I can control how I want it to be run and everything. And I'm happy that I got to do that. I've had a lot of um, clients come in and say they feel safe coming here and that they changed going from bigger salons to they needed to find somewhere else they didn't feel safe in those places. They felt safe here. I've heard that from a lot of people and I pride myself in that. Um, I don't know if maybe some of these stylists realize maybe where they're working doesn't seem as safe or rules could be followed more or I'm not sure, but that could be part of it. Um, I've heard a lot of people saying that. I've had people that, come, that, came, that have come in and said, you know, oh, they weren't wearing masks or they weren't this or they weren't doing that. I didn't feel comfortable, you know. And um, so they went somewhere else or right. people just aren't going right now, you know, and now they're starting to go. So maybe a lot of their clientele were in that space where they just weren't going to go for a while. Yeah. Um, I think there's two things. I think it's comfort level and communication because mm -hmm. I know a lot of stylists that just kind of went into like a deep, dark depression <laughs> during, yeah. the, I say that with a little laugh, but I was one of them, um, no. but that didn't communicate with their clients and just kind of left yeah. them high and yeah. dry. And although we were all sad and depressed, like there was, we, you know, we really yeah. to still reach out and yeah. I think that was important to reach out to your clients, send an email or whatever it is, how you communicate with them or through, if you're an Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and posting stuff that's saying, Hey, we're here, we're, this is happening or this isn't happening or, um, definitely a good communication with them is good. And I definitely felt for a while, I didn't want to talk to anybody about it or anything at first. I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm, I don't want to go there yet. Um, so I'm sure there's pain and some people didn't want to do that, but eventually I sent out like an email and a post or whatever. And, um, when we were starting to get back, you know, finding out, okay, are we going to be able to do it? Like I booked people when we were, one of our things was, um, when it was like the end of, we're going to get another, I'm trying to think what it's called. I can't remember what it's called, but the extension of the lockdown of the lockdown or whatever laws rules whatever they're going on and so I booked people because I'm like either I wait and then I'll have to have how many days to get people booked and whatever 
or I book them and then it doesn't happen and then I just reschedule them. So I did that one time. And so then I just rescheduled the people and told them, and then, but then I was raring to go the next time everything was open. Yep. At that day I was booked, booked, booked for however many, and that was fine. And it was a, like, ah, a sprint. It was like, okay, now I'm so busy, still works. You know, I want to work, work, work. And, um, so, and there are definitely those people that wanted to get in right away. And then there are other people that definitely wanted to wait too. So, right. Yeah. It was interesting. I, when we opened back up, I kind of reached out and said like, if, you know, cause I kept appointments, I would start um, canceling them week by week as, yeah. our, as, as our thing went on. And it, yeah. I would say like, if you have an appointment past this date, it still stands. But if you don't want to come and you're not comfortable, please let me know. And it actually worked out great because a handful of people moved it further out and yep. the people that wanted to get in immediately filled it. And it actually, um, yeah, it actually wasn't as, as insane as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Mine was busy, but then some people, yeah, moved them here and there. And yeah, it was definitely very different. It was like a wave, you know? Yeah. It would be like, okay, busy. And then I'm like, okay, two weeks of that craziness. Now we're going to back off a little. Right. Can't maintain that. Um, and then I decided to take the, I didn't work every Saturday, but um, I decided to take Saturdays off the rest of that, that time, because I needed that time with my family and it was important. And um, I wanted to get away and do things on the weekends. And do you, you still know, have Saturdays off? Did you keep I it? I do going? still have Saturdays off. Okay, let's chat about that then. Because <laughs> how many stylists think that they just can't take off Saturdays? I'm sure there are plenty. I'm There's sure so I'm many. So I was still one of them. I kind of I remember talking to you and Jordan about it, and you guys are like, oh, you're never gonna want them back ever. And ever. And nope. And I was like, they're not that bad. I don't mind working Saturdays. I think I convinced myself. Um well, because I would, I would just work like nine to two or nine to three or something. And like, it's just a short day, whatever. But I would take off and I wouldn't do every Saturday and I would take off whenever I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do in the summer. I definitely didn't work as many Saturdays. Um, but yeah, I thought, I don't know. Cause I think you're, it's ingrained in your head that you have to work Saturdays as a stylist, or at least it was mine. And I mean, I've been in the industry for 20 years, so at least it was an old school role. <laughs> well, it is. And I think it still is because I think yeah. there's this, there's a situation in people's head where they're like, well, people work. If mm -hmm. I take off Saturday, I have to work another night. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, when's the last time you went to the dentist at night or went to the exactly. dentist on a Saturday? Like, right. you know, like, yeah. Like, yeah. why, why do we have to do the same? I, I don't know. I well, we can choose to, or choose right. not to. And I decided that I chose not to finally. And I had clients that were like, good for you. That's awesome. You know? Like, yes. You are my client. I love well, you. What did you tell yourself before you had that conversation? What was going through your head? Um, I was just like, cause the pandemic was going on and I, for me to escape and like survive, I felt like it was nice out we go camping and do cabins and do a lot of that kind of stuff and so I wanted to go away as as much as possible or go hiking for the day or whatever do stuff with family but what and were you what was your drawback like what was the negative stuff going through your head about so, it? so like, the negative stuff in my head was just like well I don't know I guess I need more I mean it wasn't really the money thing I get I mean I realized you think half of your clientele was going to leave you <laughs> no, I guess no, I didn't think about it like that, but I just felt like I don't know, it just felt like I had to do Saturdays in some shape or form because somebody's people want Saturdays. I don't know. And I finally put in my brain that I don't have to work Saturdays. Yeah. How did how did that I mean most people didn't care, right? Yeah. Um, every once in a while, people ask me still now, like, oh, so you don't work Saturdays anymore, or you're not working Saturdays? I'm like, no, I don't work Saturdays. <laughs> like, yeah. Just like, yep, I don't work Saturdays, you know? And you don't feel guilty about that. Like, <sighs> it is what it is. Yeah. Or you. Uh -oh. or, yeah. I mean, I work two nights. That's enough. Right. You know? Like, 
do you work two nights at your full-time job? No. You're here? Probably not. Exactly. So why does it? Yeah, I don't know. I've definitely changed some of those things in my head of how it's supposed to be or look or whatnot. We can make our job for our career how we want it. We can work the hours that we want. We can mold it to how we want. Yes, you might lose some clients that can't do those days, but you'll gain ones that can come to those times and you'll be happier for it. Amen to that. Now, how long have you been behind the chair? Uh, it's 20 years. How long do you think it took you to realize what you just said? Uh, the <laughs> la- literally probably the last year. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah. Seriously. It was about 14 to 15 years for me. I mean, there, I haven't been working every Saturday for more than it's been a long time, but I still did work maybe two Saturdays a month. And I used to do every other Saturday. That was, yeah. Yep. Because again, same in my head, I had to work some Saturdays. Yeah. You, you can't take away all Saturdays. Right. I don't know what would happen. <laughs> right. And what happened? Nothing. Honestly, I made the most money of my career when I worked Tuesday through Friday. That's what I'm doing right now. And, and only two nights out of those, you know, same. 20 same. hours a week. That was it. And it was the most money I made in my entire career. Same. So we need more people. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, I always, I tell people all the time, like you can make the career that you want, especially nowadays. Oh like yes. with Instagram and things like that, like oh it now, what do you want your business to look like? Like you can make it happen. Exactly. You can work yeah. freaking three hours a day if you really want to. I mean, yeah, you, totally. you probably won't make that much money, but no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe your services are really high priced and that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. And you don't need that many clients. Maybe you just need one client a day. You know, maybe you need yeah. a handful of clients. Yeah. You're expensive, but a handful of clients think you're worth it. And that's all that, that's all you need. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's all mindset and where you're, yeah, where you want to go. How do you want to shape it? Yes. You might not start at, that might not be your starting point, not working any Saturdays or not whatever it may be, or working only one night or whatever, however you want to, but you can shape it into that way. And I have done. And you did it obviously too. Lots of people do it, but yeah. So mindset shifts. Let's talk about that a little bit. (laughs) That shifts. So the community that we're in is very much mindset, learning about mindset, learning about our limiting beliefs, um, learning how to cope with them, learning how to fight against them, all of the things. Yes. What do you think the past three years has changed the most with your mindset? In the past three years, um, um, limiting beliefs, my mindset has changed in what I believe I can do and achieve. Um, and then what you can actually do and achieve. And yeah, yeah. Cause what, yeah, I don't think I thought before that I could have my own salon and do what I'm doing right now, really. I now why? Yeah. Like, what were you telling yourself at that point? Um, you didn't have the time, didn't have the money. Like, what was the? Yeah, that I probably that I didn't couldn't afford it. Like to have a salon, like and build it out and have what I wanted, and that um, I wasn't smart enough to do it. Right. Please. Yeah. It's crazy, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. It's crazy to think that you thought that and then now look at you. Yeah. I and know. Not only did you do it, but you did it in like the fucking worst <laughs> year. I to do it. Oh, and I had a good year. And made, I was going to say, and made it out solid. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, what would you say crazy. to old Sonia that? is telling you you're not smart enough to open your own salon. You are fucking smart enough. You're, you're, you're amazing. You can do anything you want and don't hold yourself back. I think there's that fear also. I know there's fear holding me back too. Um, 
but yeah, I did. I, you know, when you're in the chair, people style or people always ask, do you want to have your own salon one day? And I would always say no. Um, I would always say no. (laughs) Um, I was like, well, I would do it with like a partner because of salons I've worked in and I've seen it not run well. And I'm like, you can't work behind the chair and run a good salon. I felt like you can't do both because you either ignore this or ignore that. Or like, I felt like it was, you know, unless you have someone running the other part of the business, like you can work behind the chair in the salon, but you have to have other people like running your stuff or you have to like actually run it and not be working behind the chair, you know, right? Um, is what I felt like from just experience of salons I worked in. And so I was like, I would do it with someone else, you know, so they could take half of, we could do it. I could do that. You know, they could take half of the burden or something. Half but of the burden. Did you feel like that other was, person was a security blanket? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They would be pretty blanket for the money and for, you know, half of the whatever other duties, you know, that yeah. I didn't be held accountable for or something. Um, and yeah. And then I realized just re- after renting for, you know, how many years and years that, wait, I want to be in control of this. I want to be in control of that. I want to be in control of that. I want, wait, I want to be in control of everything. So that's basically having your own salon. Right. <laughs> damn I do want my own salon (laughs) so what would you have done differently opening a salon like if I mean you've only had it for a year so there might be change um Um, hmm. uh like if somebody's listening to this and they want that's their goal what oh okay I would go speak find other um people in the industry that you look up to find some mentors find other um, salon stylists owners um even of just any of other businesses too it doesn't have to be a salon but and pick their brain or ask them you know do you have any advice or do you you know if there's something you would have wished to have known when you opened yours or um that kind of stuff I think is so great and so helpful um I, I talked to Rachel a little bit about that and she gave me some great advice. Um, and, um, oh, some of the other stylists in the, in the community too. Um, Basically just find people. your community of people that, yeah, are, you that have already need been a doing community it. Of, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or build your own community or whatever. Um, find, find some people and even just, yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, even if it's not the same business, but even just a business owner that you can talk to about just things that happen and how would you how have you handled this or what do that even if it's not a salon there's still going to be things you can relate to and talk about and learn from um there's so much involved in in a salon and I don't have employees I just have renters so the whole employee thing that's a whole nother thing um you know right to get advice about and whatever else uh so there's just a lot, yeah, a lot. And like, if you're doing a build out and how to work with people with that, and which I'm so thankful for having my husband because he knew a lot of the people. And if he didn't, um, you know, he found them and took care of that part, which was great because that is stressful. <laughs> it's right. like a, no, a whole nother thing like to deal, like has nothing to do with the salon. I mean, building it, yes, but it's nothing to do with like salon life or anything like that. Um, yeah. But it is another part of being an owner of something. <laughs> so essentially, I mean, find people that have done it yep. and learn from their mistakes. And learn from, from their mistakes if yeah. you can. Yeah. Well, then it and can save you. Get, get some advice from them. They might have some good little tidbits. Even if it's just one little thing, you might you might not even thought about it, but like, oh, okay, thanks. And it might you might not need it right away or you might you know, down the road and you're like, oh, they told me this. And then you realize like, that was a really awesome, important thing. Glad I looked into that before, you know. Right. Just all these little bits of knowledge that, yeah, all add up to a lot of good decisions. Well, I can imagine just shit constantly comes up. Yeah. And not even just like physically, like that, like mentally, like, yeah. You know, how many times during the build out were you like, what the fuck am I doing? Oh my God. I was, <laughs> I was just, well, and then I'm just working on top of it. So 
and be like, my husband would be like, Sonia, you have to make this decision on this. And I'm like, ah, what? I don't, you know, I already made this decision or whatever, or you need to pick this or, you know, whatever. I don't know. And I had a lot of stuff picked out and like already envisioned in my mind before I even like got the space of how I wanted it to look. But then you have to, oh, like I remember getting the furniture. I'm just one night in bed. I was like, okay, I have to order the furniture or else I probably won't have any furniture for when this, you know, happens. And I'm just like online looking at stuff and like, okay, I hope this and this and and that, and hopefully they all go together. I don't know. So basically six months, months of no sleep and just thinking about salon stuff. Yeah. (laughs) want to pick out any more crap or you know um even just to just a little hand pull on the on the cabinet you know is just like overwhelming at the end right (laughs) you're like I want to pick anything else out well how are you feeling now are you feeling like leaned into it like do you officially feel like a salon owner like are you just I do yeah I do finally officially feel like a salon owner um like when we were talking about you're like introduce yourself I'm like I'm a salon owner (laughs) so does it does it still feel weird when you say it it doesn't feel weird but I haven't been introduced that much as it so that's why it feels a little bit like oh this is Sonia she's a salon you know um because it has it hasn't been used that I guess that much I don't know um but yes um it doesn't feel as weird now and um everything feels good I like my space um everybody seems to that knew me like oh this looks like you that are friends and people come and enjoy it and they say oh I love your space which is great to hear because I created it you know I was the person that you know picked out all the things and whatever so that's an awesome feeling um so yeah sounds like you're really owning it and I love that Yes, I'm owning Figur- it, it. Figuratively and literally. <laughs> no, when like the first few weeks when people were coming in and checking it out and they're like, oh, this is so nice. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird for me to be like, thank you. Thanks. Like, I don't know why, but it was. And that was part of working on yourself. Like there's all these things that when I opened up last year, I can tell in myself I've changed so much in, um, just in accepting and being like, yeah, I'm the, yeah, thank you. This is what I created. Thank you. This is, you know, where I don't know, I felt differently about it. And I almost not ashamed, but like, um, this is a belief thing or whatever about like, uh, not owning, but not bragging, but right. I did this. I built, I, I'm proud of myself, but not being in a bragging way. I don't know. There's well, you're allowed to be proud of yourself. And I think people think that yes. you're not. You yeah. Know? I know in our last retreat, I feel like I had that conversation with a lot of people. Cause it was like, it's something as simple as like, Hey, I like your shirt. Thanks. I got it for $5. It's yes. like, it's like, yes. it's like you have to downplay. Yes. You know, just, can't you just accept the compliment and be proud of it and like own it. And yeah, right. if it's about you or something you did or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, everything that I've learned or I've so many things I've gone through in the salon and salon ownership and everything have really changed myself, how I think about myself, my self-worth, different things like that, which is you never I never thought that was gonna happen with this, but it totally is. When you have your own business, which I did have my own business, but this is even bigger. Um, it's you're sitting there working on yourself like all the time. Well, I always say um, confidence is built on accomplishments. Oh, Um, yeah. And I really like that quote. I don't know whose quote it was. It is not my own. Um, But I like it because it's so true. And it can be something as big as opening a salon. It can be something, you know, super simple. Um, But it's just once you like take action with something. Yes. Confidence just kind of comes like when you do it scared. Yes. The confidence comes anyway. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You do it scared. Do it all scared. <laughs> yeah. Everything's scary. And and honestly, when you start getting comfortable and you get start getting confident, what happens? You do something else that scares you, right? Yes. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, and you don't even think about it as much as it being as scary. You just like, oh, it's another thing that you haven't done before. You'll figure it out. Right. 
instead and the of more thinking, you do that the easier it gets yeah and, and never thinking in your brain like all the reasons why you shouldn't do it instead you just go into action more like and then yeah I think it gets- well I think the more you step out of the comfort zone right like the more you realize that like that worst case scenario that your mind is telling you is like probably not gonna fucking happen probably not gonna happen and if it does me worrying about it and spend all this time worrying about it isn't gonna make it any better right so if it did happen (laughs) well I think too and I think about this a lot like I think about me like jumping into coaching and like you know what's the biggest fear right the biggest fear is that like you fail I was just gonna say that you fail. Yeah, that you fail. But what is the where is the fear? Like the fear is other people seeing you knowing, knowing you failed. Yeah. Right. And it's like if nobody knew I failed and I, you know, then who cared? Like, but if everyone saw me fail, that hurts. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. that once you realize that, first of all, people aren't paying that close of attention to you as you think they are. No. <laughs> You take no. the ego out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's your ego. Exactly. Um, and then you just do it. And if it works great. And if it doesn't, oh, well, and who oh, gives well, somebody does care. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, if you fall down and you like trip and fall and like totally bust your shit and then you get up and you look around and you're like, did anyone see that? Oh, thank <laughs> God. Okay. No big deal. You keep going on. But if like all these people saw, then you'd be like, oh God, you feel like an idiot and feel totally embarrassed. But you don't but feel if you just acknowledge it. You? Well, and if everyone does see you and you just acknowledge it and own it, like who you can't even let them. Yeah. I mean, point and laugh. Example of people do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then I would have just laughed it off and been like, oh, well, <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's, um, yeah, the mindset thing is crazy because you know, we've been doing this work for a while now and it's like, yeah. I've always known like you should believe in yourself, you know, like the right. basics, but like you yeah. get deeper into it. And- the poster. Right. Exactly. Well, maybe with like a star and a rainbow or something. I don't you know. can do it. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a kitten on a branch. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. But yeah. it's, it's different when you really start applying it and and then you have other friends or coworkers or whatever saying the same thing. Like when you have a bad day, like, no, you can do this. Brush yourself off. You're fine, Missy. You got this girl. Uh-uh. I know. You right. know, you need those other people to, to kind of just hold you up when you're having a down day. Yeah. And you need and people go. that, that meet you where you are. You know, I have, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I have friends that are not in the hair community or they are, but they're, um, you know, not in this like same, like uplift, you know, and right. I, type yeah. situation, I don't know what you want to call it, but, um, yeah. and I'll talk to them about something and they'll like try to protect me. Right. Like I remember oh. when I wanted to do, um, in-person like events in local yeah. and, and, one of my friends was like, oh, you should just do that online. Like, you know what I mean? Like protecting oh. me from, well, what if nobody buys a ticket? Well, that's, uh, you know, oh, like sure. thing. And it's like, so you have to find the people that really truly want to encourage you to do what you want to do and not put so much of their opinion in it. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Well, family, I think is a sure. hard one on that. Yeah, for sure. Cause family's hard. I'm just like thinking like, yeah, family's a hard one because I think they have their own limiting beliefs and whatever may be set on you or themselves or whatever it is. And which has nothing to do with you or what you're capable of. And so that can be frustrating and yeah. Well, if they think if they can't, you're not going to be able to do it either. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, again, and they're just trying to protect you, but right. it can really get in your head. Yeah. You can't let sure. it. Yeah. No. Yeah. You can't let it. No. Yeah. Because yeah, you definitely need friends or, um, yeah, people out there that are, that are wanting to do more and encourage and <clears throat> uplift you and, and everything and help you on your way. 
Yeah, absolutely. I don't know where I would be without you guys. I know me either. <laughs> I sure wouldn't have as much fun without you, Sonia. <laughs> oh my goodness. I know. So for the listeners, Sonia and I are like, I mean, I'm not that old. Sonia's older than me. <laughs> but but I am Sonia's mother, which I still think yeah. is very funny. <laughs> um, but we are, um, I feel like we're, you know, we have a family. Well, a lot of people have a family, but yeah. um, we're kind of set in what we want, right? Like, yeah, we're, we know we want more, but we don't like, but we know how we want to feel in what we're doing. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, I know for me, like I want a career that fulfills me, but I also still want like downtime and family time. And like, I don't love a hustle. I just don't, I'm not saying you don't have to hustle from time to time because you always do. But, um, and I think oh, yeah. it's, it's just nice knowing that like, you can find what works for you and be happy with that and just expand on that. Do you agree? Oh yeah, I agree. Um, I am happy like technically I have two businesses. I have my, I have the salon rental and then I have me as a stylist, just bringing in my own money that way. So, um, and that's great. And that's enough. Um, I not, I don't know if you want to say enough, but that's fulfilling. It makes me feel happy. It takes up, um, enough of my time. Uh, it's giving me the money I want and need to do the things I want to do like right now I'm actually on vacation with my family um and it's great I'm working four days a week I'm making the money I want and I still have time to not work Saturdays or whatever else and to travel and to do things um go on these uh trips and retreats um continue education I can do all these things that makes me happy that is happy not x amount of money in the bank um not uh saying I have I don't know uh, whatever many businesses not whatever it's it's about the the life that it's giving me and I'm happy with that and it might change you know later on and I can change it but that's great but it is fulfilling and it makes me happy and I can see the same with you and that too, because that we had a conversation about that and on our last retreat. And um, yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes people think, well, you have to do this next and you have to do that next and you have to do this next. Exactly. And if that's what you want to do and that's what you feel drawn and passionate about, then absolutely. But it doesn't, there's not this progression that everyone has to go through. Like you have to find what feels right for you and what works for you in your life. Okay. Yeah. And what works in your life. Exactly. Like I was, uh, I stayed at home with my boys and just worked part-time when I had them because I had twins. And so daycare was cost or just, there's no point. Uh, so, uh, I just worked, you know, I stayed at home with them and then I worked part-time until I could work more and they started going to, you know, school and all that stuff. And uh, and whatnot, and then just gradually worked more and more and more. Would I have loved to work, worked full-time back then? Yes. <laughs> I didn't, that's just how it kind of worked out. Um, was I glad I got to have some time with them? Yes, but I am just not the stay-at-home mom type. Um, I didn't enjoy that whole thing. There was parts of it I liked, but there, I am fulfilled by my job and my career, and um, I definitely felt like I missed out on years of building my career, and um, you know, felt sad and resentful about it. Um, and now I'm, when this next step, I was like, okay, I'm going to open the salon or whatever. Like, this is me time to do what I want to do and get my career to where I want it to be. And I'm here and here it is. And it doesn't matter how old I am. Um, there's another set belief in your head, you know, uh, you know, yeah, you, you can, can start your dreams whenever it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter when and what, yeah. And things might look different. Like, yeah, maybe you're in the mode of having your kids. So you're going to step back a little bit and you want to be home with them, or you just are going to work a few days a week and whatever, and you can afford that. And that's fine. And then maybe they're going to be in school or whatever, or you're, 
you don't want to stay at home with your kids. You want to continue to work and they go to a daycare. That's fine too. Um, or you're however old or your kids are older and now they're going off to college and you're like, Ooh, I want to work some more. I want to get another thing going. I want to travel or I want to educate or whatever it is. It's like, you can do that. doesn't matter which age you are. You can change your mind and you can do, do it. Or you can be happy with, you know, what you're doing too. It doesn't matter. You don't have to do 500 million things or what everybody else is doing either. Yeah. And you don't, yeah, you don't have to worry about what others are doing because at the end of the day, it's how you feel in your life because those other people are not making you happy. Yeah. You have to make yourself happy. Exactly. Amen to that. Woohoo. Okay, Sonia. Now I just want to like grab a drink and chat with you. Like, <laughs> like, Sounds good. Like we're I, in, like we're in Tulum. Is it next week? <laughs> yes. Yes, I will be. One week from today, I'll be in Florida. <laughs> Disney though. So I don't even, can you even get a drink in Disney? Like in I, Magic Kingdom? I don't think so. I don't know. You should be able to. Come on. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I, don't think, I don't think so. I think Magic Kingdom is dry. I know. Oh, it's alcohol free. Yeah. I think the other ones, I will find it somewhere else. Sonia, <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people find you? Um, they can find me at Aura Collective Madison on Instagram. And um, that's where I will be. Where <laughs> you hang out? That's, yeah, that's where I hang out. You can find us laughing in a corner at Hair Love Retreat in, yeah. <laughs> in For the sure. fall. Yes. Uh, Tanya, yeah. thank you so much. Is there anything that you want to say to the people? Um, no, just go and make your dreams come true. Find your people and get after it. Amen to that. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, friends. If you like this episode, give it a screenshot, post it on the gram, tag me at underscore Misty Jane underscore and share it with a friend. The more listeners, the better. Um, I'm going to keep putting them out if you keep listening. So I will talk with you on the next one.